it is the evening of the 15th of september good evening and welcome to pbe daily the early mornings late night podcast my name is point blank Yvombi. i know i was supposed to have potentially just saved this topic for probably tomorrow but i hadn't even made an episode since i believe it was it's been a week since you've heard from me and in that period a lot has been happening in the sense of when you don't have the proper constructive train of thought to yourself to allow you to actually make an episode come to life and because i did not want to and still i try as much as possible to not taint what i'm trying to say by dwelling too much on specific topics i figured you know what when you're good and ready you should actually do it but also to a certain extent also felt if it has reached the point where it actually makes more sense to actually speak on a certain topic at a certain time i should do it at that particular period and this evening i feel like this topic is good and ready for me to actually touch on it the last one week i had had a lot of great things happen and one of them is actually one thing that actually informed this particular episode and I wanted to take time to share it with you before my week begins. The weekend has been kind to me. I'm in good health, thank heavens. The cold is completely out of my system. Slight sniffles, but that just comes with t- typical being in a space too long and making it stay too stuffy. I have a bad habit of taking very poor care of myself in that light. And the idea that I that I wanted to touch on was something that was born from this thing I was invited to be a part of on Thursday last week. Thursday last week there was an award ceremony, an award gala happening for animators. It was the it's an annual animation festival that has been taking place and I think it's now on its fifth or sixth, fourth to fifth year. It hasn't reached its decade yet, but it's going on the right path. And the whole idea is you put out a challenge to animators in the theme of how filmmakers also given a challenge and you're given a specific period of time to make an animation submission and you give that submission for different categories and once you give submissions for that different categories you get judged by different animators from not only the continent of Africa but further into the east because I think the train of thought behind it was since we're inspired by the western art form and we'd like to see our own stories come to life it wouldn't hurt to get people from as far as Pakistan to speak on things that we actually would prefer to animate and speak on here so as a result the collective effort that was put together had those particular individuals come out with animations and they had i think over 200 submissions and from the 200 plus submissions 33 made this short shortlist cut and from those short, that shortlist cut there was a few individuals who actually got awards not only guys from here in kenya but some guys from nigeria and west africa i believe i don't know the exact countries but it, it's something i i knew I, i'd seen it pop up once or twice in the different circles i work in people actually know that i animate took the time to actually keep me in the loop about it and since i'm so lost in my own animation project i didn't feel the need to actually add more weight to myself and add more pressure to myself i tried to animate something new to add to that particular mix because i know how much taxing uh, it gets to make something come to life and i didn't want to put myself in a compromising position and it's quite easy to actually put yourself inside that mess but hopefully i did right by myself in not letting myself get into deep if you will and the call I got was from the founder of the actual event. The founder of the event told me about this thing and her, her suggestion to me was to potentially give a short speech and to give an award to the, the young aspiring animators coming into the industry. I've been in the industry of illustration and animation since the age of 19, but I professionally started doing it at the age of 22. and. To, to even speak on it and be in a position where I can say like I've had 17 years of experience in this field, which you don't do it really to get accolades because the accolades are not really guaranteed. You're given no guarantees in this particular industry. And 
if you're able to even feed yourself as a result of the industry that you're into you you, you should count your blessings and, and those blessings that you're counting write them as high as you can because you're only as good as the last drawing you make but then when it came time to give the speeches and i was hearing the different individuals who actually took part in the competition giving their speeches and they'd speak and it's all positives and platitudes and the fact that they feel graceful that they get to speak on a position of animation and they get to speak for the industry that is animation and i remember what i had prepped in my mind of what i'd potentially speak on and it was yes to give hope but also i feared that because of the experiences that i've personally had maybe i'd be saying stuff that would end up not working to the advantage of those who listen to me because from my particular perspective in animation and in the field of illustration i have had traumatic experiences and those traumatic experiences no they did not sway me from the the dreams that i had but it did it help or does it help for me to bring it forward to a generation that has no recollection of that they're, they're glad that they actually got the tools to actually be able to do what they're able to do now um they feel obliged and blessed to be a part of that particular field and i just i started questioning myself like am i doing this injustice if i speak on this particular things and that's actually what actually kind of uh informed this podcast because it's something i noticed and even when i get, got time to actually get on that stage and speak i realized there was no value in me telling them uh, nightmare stories that would end up with them starting to question to what extent a tortured soul has to be as far as the work of illustration and animation is concerned and it made me think back to how i've been seeing people treat storytelling to different generations we go through so many different hurdles and and, and trials and tribulations and add that to the different uh, few moments of happiness that you get and then you stop trying to consider the fact that you actually have those happy moments and you dwell on the fact that the sad moments happened it doesn't value you in any way shape or form it doesn't better you in any way shape or form so are you doing yourself an injustice by speaking on these particular topics in the way you're speaking on these particular topics and it's something i actually had to be objective with myself and ask myself is it better for me to speak on things that yes they were traumatic but am i really helping myself by speaking on those things or am i just putting things into worse perspective because i'm trying to keep people saddened by that which i had to go through when you go through hell you should go through it a friend of mine once told me that statement and i've been holding on to that statement for a very very long time and then the thing is the dwelling on the hell part is what doesn't really put anything into perspective because some of us i think when we get so down in what we, we love doing and what we enjoy doing we end up staying in that particular rut because you start finding comfort in that particular hole and because you find comfort in that particular hole you end up becoming toxic you don't become this infectious level of happiness and your chakra is not like the fun thing to actually watch it just turns into like you are this thing that we should keep our distance from and you're this thing that you're supposed to not really take into take too seriously because it may just fall apart right in front of us i never want my life to be the kind of representation of people thinking of me as this traumatic love child or, or this traumatic victim of things that have happened around me because of what value is that and i get it i've i've, I've lost friends to this field and in the in in, in the last seven plus years we we had individuals who were already spearheading the industry and the traumatic experiences that they had they ended up using those traumatic experiences to actually judge how harshly or how aggressively they should get into the industry and to see people reach the level where the, that it's an option 
to take your own life that it would get to that level and it's simply because no one really understands what is happening around them it became something so crystallized to me that i realized that the fact that it's so difficult is because the other thing that we're not looking at is the fact that we are a generation of firsts and it's been a gospel i've been preaching on this podcast and it's a gospel i'll continue to preach because i think we don't take the time to actually appreciate these particular values independent kenya's first generation of people have started retiring and even from their frame of thought they're, they're worried about the fact that they're, they're not going to be in a typical routine that they've probably been a part of for over 30 years and in their particular perspective they they see certain careers as things that have not really found their own footing and they're scared for their children to be able to get into those careers because they don't have that footing yet what parent wouldn't be concerned or wouldn't be worried about the child's potential careers in life especially in a time where the economy of the home country is not as strong as it's supposed to be everything that is political is going in the, in the wrong direction and even the individuals are supposed to be role models for them are people who don't even know what they're talking about because i think i've once said this before an audience or before a group of friends and what I'm, i said was we're having a world where we're being told about entrepreneurs coming to speak to us from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but the people who are coming to speak to us from an entrepreneurial standpoint had certain advantages. But the thing I love about the event I was attending and this gala that I was a part of, the person who we got to speak to us and we got to listen to is a 91-year-old business owner. and. He is, by his own con- confessions, he's, he, does, he knows he's not an animator, he doesn't know the world of animation, but he is privileged enough to have made a company that works in that particular field, and it has worked internationally because of that. And to shake this man's hand, it was a big deal for me. And, yep, we're going to get a, a, a name dropped at this moment. The person whose hand I got to shake was Manu Chandaria, and I never thought I'd get the chance to be this kid from an Eastlands High School and born and raised in Northwest Nairobi, and I get to sit with uh, a guy whose company has made billions worldwide and his continued energy levels even at the age of 91 happily married for 65 plus years and still going strong and he was even there with his wife it was a, a beautiful thing to watch and to hear him speak from the sense of an industrialist when he said that the creative industry has not been well served and i'm paraphrasing the creative industry has not been well served in this country because it is assumed that all these things that we could do in this country we have to source them from another country into this country itself i'm one of the first few people actually has gotten to do storyboard uh, artwork for companies in advertising and that is a rarity from back in the 90s because i was told this and i don't know to what extent it's true but it is alleged that in the very initial stages of advertising in the 90s of kenya they'd fly in people from johannesburg or from egypt or from west africa to come touch on making ads for the local market sorry about that ate too much to make ads for the local market and these individuals race was involved to a great extent race was involved and because of that you'd start thinking that maybe because they came up with these art programs in these different campuses that you probably would get the chance to do it. But then you have graduates coming in and then the graduates who are coming in are also not being given the chance to take part in the industry because they're being told they need a certain amount of experience. And yet, when they go to these particular office spaces looking for internships to garner the experience or to even be in the field of the experience, they do not get the chance to do so. And now, take the trauma of that particular individual. Now, think about a young kid who came in watching that person's generation become successful in their field or to even start getting an ounce of respect in that particular field would you or would you not want them to be the perfect shoulder to cry on or the perfect role model to speak to 
unfortunately they don't get the privilege to actually have those individuals speak to them in the way they would like to be spoken to and i for one had the tough love of that and some of my peers do not appreciate the older generations they're not happy with the older generation because they talk to us in a bad way so we're going to keep a distance from them because toxicity should be kept at a distance however with all that being said i figured for myself that it probably serves the industry even better if I do not keep the wheel turning in that technique that it was. It didn't help anyone for me to speak on the traumatic experiences I've had with the people who came before me. It speaks better to them to tell them of what hope lies in that which is the struggle because if it comes to the time when they want an example of how best to keep on chugging along and how best to keep pushing forward. I give quotes that I've been hearing from different illustrators around the world and one of them was a quote from Jack Kirby. It was actually said by John Romita Jr. who's one of my favorite comic book illustrators of all time. It was actually the, the mood board sketches on my screen in the house on my monitors. He said as a line that was said by Jack Kirby who is the king of comic book illustration in my book and the quote was sit down and do the work sit down and do the work that is a solid piece of information to be given by a person who used to be able to put pencil sketches of five different issues of a book in one month and yes it was his primary hustle it was what he did was a nine to five and because of those particular facts i have to give him his roses this guy lived up to every expectation that was expected of him and even surpassed all those expectations because his body of work by the time he left this earth was very copious granted the industry did not treat him right and because the industry did not treat him right and people who watched the industry not treat him right ended up creating an industry that would actually have to take seriously the lives of artists image comics wouldn't exist if jack kirby wasn't hurt marinate on that for a second now in kenya you know in my case there are people who actually knew that people were making artworks and hoping to get into the american and the, the the canadian or the english comic book industry and we really really wanted to get into those industries but because we couldn't all be in those particular jobs some of us decided you know what let's just try our best and make our own companies come to life now granted in my particular case i haven't really served the industry in the best way i possibly can because i chose to have a nine to five and the nine to five i chose was supposed to enable me to be able to earn a living and to because i could i was able to earn a living i could buy the tools i could potentially use to make animations come to life and my illustrations come to life now because i have these tools it just means i've made the quality of the work compete to us an equal if not uh close to the best illustrators in the world now with that being said it then adds on to the great value of that which can be done so when an artist comes to me and asks me about my tools i'll tell them what the tools are i'll even give them the contact of the guy who ships in material for me the microphone i'm using to record this podcast is actually born from a person who i know and i told him i want this particular mic he had a way to ship the material in he shipped it in and the podcast is being made these different connections that I have earned, I'm going to use them to the advantage of the young artist who I see has the potential in them. That's the only precursor I'm going to hold on to. It's one thing to tell a person who is curious about a field how it's done. It's completely another when you're dealing with a person who is also has the great level of respect for that which is the command of skills that they have and you help them become even stronger in the field that they want to jump into it doesn't help them to give them nightmare scenarios i've decided that's the way to move forward from now on those who i don't see they have potential i will tell them how they can get better but also i have to accept the fact that for them it's different because some of them they want to make images really quickly and they want to put those images online and when they put those images online they want to get instant likes and because instant gratification is a thing it becomes 
becomes a problem because with the gratification you get from the art for the artist alone is one thing and we're also taught not to really be too tied to that which we, we made last time because you're only as good as the last drawing you made I can't let you just keep on dwelling on the fact that you made a drawing last week and you're still holding on to it. I made a drawing on Saturday, on, actually on Friday night, and that drawing went up and it's 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 already fallen off as far as the people who could look at it because it's, it's the weekend and maybe the people who consume material over the weekend are different from the people who consume material during the day. Take that into consideration. All these things came into mind and, and, and since I'm a person who, who spends a lot of time in my cerebral trying to actually put myself into the perfect place and time for certain things to actually get the relevance they require, I feel I owe the world, even if it's like a minute amount of information that betters those who come after me. So be it. I am not trying as much as I should and I'll always keep pushing myself forward. I've been told time and again I've done a lot of great things. I should be proud of that fact. But because I already know I did good and I've already given myself my props and I've already given an acknowledgement in a particular period of time, I was told how good I was at this particular thing. I am always going to move forward and I'll keep chugging along. So I'll say this to my fellow illustrators outside in the world. Yes, we had it tough. Yes, it was a pain in the neck to even be around that particular type of energy. I agree. I totally get it. However, can we not carry forward the dramatic stuff? We could just keep a pin on it. When a person wants answers for how those specific traumatic experiences were, we'll give them a proper perspective story of how that happened and we'll find a way to give them a solution after we've also diagnosed those particular traumatic experiences. Because I know how it feels sometimes to just shelve certain feelings that you have and certain fears that you have. Because I have certain fears of my about personal life that I would like to actually just be able to confront those fears so I could be able to live my life. But I'm fighting that fight within myself because it's a fight that I know it requires me having certain statements and certain conversations with my family and I hope Hope they'll accept those particular statements and it's only because i want to also make sure that when it comes to like say for example as a person who's not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship eventually if the time is to come for me to actually have a sit down with my parents and tell them the woman i love and how i'd like to be with this particular woman i love if i do love them at all i should finally get to the level for myself that i am in love Hopefully that makes sense. Because if you don't have that conviction within yourself, how in the hell are you going to be able to defend that love love life to the hilt? How, how could you possibly be of value to the guys that are going to love you or the people who you're supposed to love when you go out into the world? All these things I always take into consideration in my eyes. And hopefully by the time I'm able to actually give a proper candid conversation with a young person who's actually a big fan of this industry or any industry I'm a part of, I'll be able to give them proper statement with a smile on my face telling them both my successes and my failures and where I feel they should not go as far as a mistake concerned. I mean Jay-Z himself said I, I sold drugs so you don't have to so when, when these particular kind of statements exist I think it's only fair for you to be able to do the same thing for those who come after you. Say it with me now. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope there was not too much noise in the background because I'm recording it in a time where the entire compound is a little active. Even the space where I stay, there is also activity outside because guys are moving around and everything. But hopefully I was clear enough and I made something of quality and of value for you to listen to. Until the next one, in the word of my main man, Odero Uno.